Do you ever feel really overwhelmed, like you're trying your hardest to tend to so many decisions that you just stop making them altogether? Like you are tapping out, saying, forget it, I have decision fatigue. Well, I know the feeling all too well. In fact, if I'm just completely honest with you, I have been in jobs and relationships way too long because I was unwilling to make a decision about how to move forward. And at the core was fear, fear of being rejected, fear of failure, fear of disappointing myself and disappointing those that are around me. So today I have an amazing guest on the show, my friend and fellow life coach, Stephanie Jackson, and she has some really amazing advice that she's going to share with you today. Some practical questions that you can ask yourself about how to get out of the cycle of indecision. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hey friends, welcome to The Courage Cast. I'm your host, Andrea Crisp, and I am so thankful that you've joined us today. Now, did you know that the podcast has been rating up in the top 200s of the career category in iTunes? Like seriously, I'm so excited about this and it's all thanks to you. Those of you who listen and who've rated and reviewed the podcast and I just want to thank you so much for your continued support over the past two years. Now this season, we've been having some pretty powerful conversations and I've appreciated every single one of my guests. In fact, I feel really honored that they said yes to being on the Courage Cast. And there's been a topic on my mind for quite some time that I really wanted to talk about here on the on the Courage Cast. And it's about how you can overcome indecision fatigue. And the reason why I've chosen this topic is because I feel like in my own life, it has affected me, body, soul, and spirit. And you know, that's kind of an underlying theme that we've been talking about throughout the course of this season. So before I get into it, I want to let you know that at the end of today's episode, I'm actually going to be sharing with you some big news in my life. And I want you to stick around so that you can hear all about what's happening in my world. Now, you may want to grab a notepad and a pen because you're going to want to take some notes on this conversation. And then I want to encourage you to take what you hear today and apply it immediately to your life. My guest today is Stephanie Jackson, who is a life and leadership coach based out of Toronto. And I think you're going to find her really, really helpful. So I want to welcome my friend, Stephanie Jackson. Stephanie, I'm so grateful to have you on the Courage Cast today. Welcome. Thank you. Now, I just want to give our listeners just kind of a little glimpse into your life. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe what you're passionate about and who you serve? Thanks. Um, Well, I am a life and leadership coach. Um, I'm founder of Beacon Coaching and Leadership. My desire is to really help people, women in particular, find their full potential, like step into the beautiful essence of who they were created to be and the ideas that they have to bring forward into the world um, with vulnerability, but at the same time with confidence. 
And having that, I feel people enjoy a, a greater sense of fulfillment when they know who they are. So I really am a, a, a cheerleader for identity, for people mm-hmm. to understand who they are in this world, um, what they are called to do, um, how do they show up in their relationships, in their career, their vocation, uh, so that they can have that, that they can have joy in their life and feel that there's a sense of purpose and meaning. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been coaching? Uh, three years. So it's a fairly new um, career for me. I, I'm not. I'm not new to uh, the work <laughs> environment. Uh, I used to be in marketing and advertising um, and public relations within the, the fashion in- industry. So that was my first dream. When I was 12, I decided that I wanted to be somehow involved in the fashion world when my dad brought home a fashion magazine that I poured over and over and over and pages were tattered. And it was just like, that's it. This is what I'm going to do. I just sensed it. So I went to school for that. And at 21, I started my career. And around 47, um, I had a shift. And I kind of felt like this is not it anymore. I didn't have that same passion where I used to show up pretty much every day, um, just loving what I did and loving the people that I was around and the impact that I was making and the whole um, industry itself. And then I didn't. And that for me was a horrible sensation of tension within the integrity of you know my soul and my being. Uh, and I had no idea you know, what to do. So I actually engaged, um, in the services of a life coach, basically thinking like, I had no idea really, what does a life coach do? I just wanted somebody to help me do those surveys and assessments, tell me what I'm good at, and then send me on my merry way into my next career, right? Like, this is what you're going to do. Oh yeah. Perfect. Wonderful. Let's go. I, I'm kind of a check the box girl. And, um, and she didn't do that. She sat with me and asked me really, Um, intimate questions about who I was and what I loved and my passions and just the same kind of question that you asked me now. And it it struck me like, I I don't think I've ever really spoken about these things to anybody outside of myself. And and I don't even think that I was truly aware of it. So she hit um, some pretty tender areas of my soul. And I left every session just bawling my eyes out, not because I, I hated it, but I was discovering who I was. And immediately I was just like, that is what I want to do. Like, I want to help people find this. So I um, found myself the next day on uh, on a coaching website, signed up thousands of dollars later, then told my husband, hey, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> Five months, I'm going to be getting trained. I don't know what I'm doing with this thing, but um, but I just feel called into it. Um, and then I just started once I, I, you know, finished the training and was um, a coactive coach through CTI, I just started doing it as kind of a little side hustle as a passion project. And, you know, I'd charge $25 to sit with somebody and basically have a coffee chat. And, and that was something that my husband would say to me um, basically throughout my life because I would always have these coffee chats with people. I found people coming to me for advice or mentorship and didn't realize this could, um, you know, this, this could be parlayed into an actual career. Um, so I would just do that and, uh, and started applying, um, you know, the skills, the new skills that I had learned and the, the process and 
um, just asking questions about people and they loved it. They want to talk about themselves and they want to discover who they are and know that they're valuable and, and worthy. Um, so I then thought this is kind of it. And I sent in my resignation note and started building my business, Beacon Coaching, about uh, three years ago. And it's flourishing and growing and I create workshops that I take out to um, different groups and teams or I invite people into them um, or organizations. And I also work one-on-one um, with my clients. So it was a really big decision for you mm-hmm. to leave an industry that you had probably been in for a while and then just kind of make a huge leap. So talk to me about like what kind of things were going through your mind like can you give me like maybe the good things that were going through your mind and then a few of the bad things of like okay if I make this switch if I make this Mm -hmm. choice what's going to happen sure the good things were that I felt that I would be saying yes to something that I was being called into um, that I would make an impact in other people's lives that what I was doing was valuable. Um, so those were those were really hard hitting wise. Um, and to be honest with you, those are some of the things that I uh, that I definitely um, think about and return to uh, almost you know daily, or at least regularly. So when I'm you know faced with the difficulties of being an entrepreneur and building a business, I, I keep returning to that. So the bad things, I guess, um, you know, who am I? <laughs> I've been working in one industry for 20 plus years, and now I'm making this shift into a business um, where other people have already paved the way and they're doing well. And, you know, I come in with, um, you know, less credentials, Um, are people going to look at me and say, well, you really don't have the authority to be a coach? All of those, you know, questions and um, uh, self-limiting beliefs that I was placing around my, you know, my own um, decision and and my joy of wanting to do this. How much money would I make? Would I be able to sustain, you know, my family income? I contribute as a partner with my husband to our family income. And, you know, would I, would I actually be able to, to do this? Could I motivate myself? How do I stay on track? How, who am I accountable to? Um, how do I, you know, gain more resources? What industry is a whole new shift in an industry. So my networking uh, base that I had in the fashion industry was going to be basically gone. I would have to have new support people around me. Um, I would have to, you know, network differently, uh, market differently. How do I set all of this up? What about a website? I never had a website before, like technical things, <laughs> all of those like overwhelming, scary things. Yes. Like, whoa, right? Like you're laughing because you understand. No, I, um, Stephanie, you, you know, you're hitting the nail on the head because I think what people who come into, into a new industry don't realize, especially if you're coming from one that's kind of self-contained into one that you're running yourself mm-hmm. is all of a sudden you do have all of these decisions to make and it's like oh I didn't know I thought I was going to coach I didn't actually think I was going to have to market and brand 
and do copy and learn social media and um, do video and all of these things. And it's like making decisions around those things constantly when you're thinking my actual thing that I do is actually coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're making and all of these decisions around other things as well as the thing you're wanting to do. Exactly. And it's running a business. So there's two aspects of it. One, I'm being an entrepreneur running a business where I, details are not my thing. Um, finances are not my thing. And so I, ha- I have to, because I have to be responsible for this, I just have to learn. Even though I hate doing them and they, they require such discipline um, and also outside help because I cannot figure out some of this stuff, um, so I, I did realize very quickly, you know, where where in my wheelhouse am I um, activating from my strengths and and what produces joy? Uh, I'll hone in on that. And the other things I'll either have to just schedule and make time for and do it until I can pay somebody else, outsource it, or bring a friend in or ask advice from people or trade services too. I mean, I've done a lot of that. So that was helpful. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, you just have to keep your your nose to the grindstone, so to speak, um, if you want to make it work. There are all of those other levels of activity that have to happen, as well as doing the thing that you love to do. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who just uh, moved away from Toronto, and she's kind of starting over in a new city. And she um, is staying in the career that she had been in, but is trying to make all of these new decisions. And I remember her saying to me, you know, I just feel like, you know, after all of this, I've, you know, trying to find a place to live and how to get there and, and a job and, a, you know, all of these things. She's like, I feel like I have decision fatigue. And we hear that so often. Mm-hmm. It's almost to the, you know, people get to the point where it's like, there's so many decisions around what we need to do that they stop making decisions <laughs> and they do nothing. Yep. Now, I kind of want to talk about that today a little bit. And, you know, for anyone who's listening, who kind of feels like they're in a position right now where they are feeling like, you know, it is very overwhelming. I have a lot of things in my life that I'm tending to or caring for a lot of decisions, and I don't want to make them. (laughs) What do you say to that person? Um. I have an acronym that I use quite a bit, and I think this really applies to that, um, you know, the indecision fatigue, and it's AHA. So the acronym is AHA, awareness with honesty and move to action. And I think mm, in anything where you're feeling that, that heaviness or that stuckness, uh, whatever it is in your life, if you just apply AHA, like, First, be aware of it. Oh, this is happening. Like That can be just refreshing to say, this is happening. What is this that's happening? Uh, Well, I'm feeling um, an indecision about uh, moving forward because there's so many choices that I can make and so many roads that I could go down. And and then really assessing what's, what's the trigger here. For me, it's always a sense of loss. Like if I make the wrong decision, I'm going to lose time, possibly money on it. Um, I'm going to feel like I'm a failure. I don't want to face that fear. So what, what's the thing that's causing me to feel that I'm, that I'm in this situation of indecision? What's, what's the pressure point, right? And then if I can become fully aware of that and really look into it uh, with honesty, 
and say, okay, this is it. Like I'm feeling some self-limiting beliefs here. The, the story that I'm telling myself is I'm not good enough for this. I'm not interesting enough, or I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, qualified enough to be able to do this. Then I look back to what's my why? Like I always have to come back to that white hot why. Why am I even doing this in the first place? Who am I doing this for? Ultimately, who am I accountable to? Um, and, and why do I want it for myself? And when I can bring myself back to those decisions that I made a long time ago to say, this is what I want to do, are they still valid now? If yes, then figure out a way to go forward and make a decision. Um, my fear is always that I'm not going to measure up. So there's a, there's a tendency for comparison. I'm not going to measure up to the next person who I think is really doing what I do extremely well. Um, and therefore I feel inadequate. So I just address the insecurity, right? Like I address the fear and the insecurity. And then I have to just say, Hey, my, like affirm myself in it, which means number one, that I need to know myself. So I guess if you can just go back to two things, one is, um, why am I doing this? What, you know, what's, what's the ultimate goal here? And number two, who am I in this? Um, if I can go to the, who am I and say, well, I do know who I am. You know, I'm an energetic person who is resourceful, who's creative, who has the ability to do this. I've been trained for it. I love when I'm in the moment. This is what people have said about me. This is what my friends say about me. And then I can claim those affirmations with truth, right? With the honesty part of it, and then move to action. Like just do one thing. Do for me, it's just, okay, just for the next 15 minutes, what am I going to do? That's going to move the needle. That's going to move me closer to the goal that I want because this thing is important to me. And that's, that's really part of it. Is this really important? Like, like honestly look at your values and say, is this measuring up to the values that I claim are important in my life? Because sometimes they're not. Sometimes we're doing it for somebody else, right? Like, I don't know if you ever feel that way, but like, uh, whose voice am I listening to, right? And, and, and what's yeah. the expectation here? Is the expectation because I want, want my parents to be proud of me or I want, you know, the, the person who I admire to be, a pr- to be proud of me and to give me accolades? Or am I really truly doing it from the essence of my soul because I'm created to do this? And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. that's all that I'm, that I'm really accountable to and to the person who I'm in this business partnership with or relationship with, like what's it going to mean to them? And then everything else can just go away and stop listening to the voices and stop researching, looking at different options and looking at different decisions. And oh. yeah. Right. Like, you, and then I go back to the, okay, the law. No, you're part speaking of my it. language. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Because if I keep doing that, then I will absolutely stay stuck and I will for sure find somebody else who's doing it better than me or a reason to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 interesting that you said that because I have found myself and it's it's sometimes with um really non essential things, but sometimes it's very essential. But I could be looking for a hotel mm-hmm. and I could spend weeks <laughs> looking for a hotel. For the right hotel, for the right price, and then I will find like 10 I like, and then in two days I'll go back and check the prices again. Check the same hotels and see if they're available and see if, and, and I generally always get 
the best price on a hotel and I get a really great hotel. Mm -hmm. However, the amount of time I have spent on it is ridiculous. <laughs> and I know that about myself. And and I know that that translates into other decisions in my life as well, too, where I have, you know, sometimes I think, OK, I need to make a decision on that. And but I will go over it and over and over again until I feel, OK, yeah, that's the right decision, because I want to know that when I make a decision, I'm committed to it. Mm -hmm. And so but I've had to tell myself many times, this is the amount of time you have to make the decision. And once you've made it, you've made it. Yeah move on exactly you know like you don't you don't get any more time than this you know to to actually do it so i love what you said um about the acronym aha that's amazing um stephanie where can people find you um how can they contact you beaconcoaching.ca and my handle on socials uh instagram is really where i hang out that's my jam um it's beacon underscore coaching ca and facebook uh, rarely on it but i do post events and workshops and things that are coming up and again it's beacon coaching um and my yeah my website really that's that's where you can find me um interact with me ask me about identity mapping that's my that's my favorite thing um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for so much for being on. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Andrea. It's a pleasure. Okay, I am totally going to need to use this AHA acronym in my life. This is totally a game changer for me. As Stephanie was talking, I was thinking to myself, you know, this is really helpful to be able to clearly identify why it is that I've been unable to make decisions in my own life. And I hope it's the same for you, that you can use this to help you identify maybe what is holding you back. Which reminds me of something that a friend mentioned to me just last night. And it's instead of thinking of the fear of missing out, sometimes we have that fear of committing. And that feels kind of like me. I have that fear often, like that fear of committing to things. And I think that might be one of the reasons why I have been unable to make decisions in my own life. Now, I mentioned before at the beginning of the podcast that I was going to share some news with you, some exciting things that are happening in my own life. And I think that this is a really fitting topic to actually segue into after nine wonderful years living in downtown Toronto it's time for me to make a big change in my own life and step in a new direction now it's something that I've been thinking about for quite some time and I've been weighing very very carefully about what my next step is but I really believe that it's time for me to move and I'm actually going to be leaving Toronto this week. Yes, I'm actually going to be packing my car, moving all of my belongings and headed north to a town just north of Sudbury, Ontario. And I am going to be moving in with, of all people, my parents. Now, I know you might what you might be thinking, like, are you crazy? You're going to move in with your parents. But I want to share this decision with you because I really feel like I think it's going to help you in your own life. 
So often we make decisions based on what we think others will think or what it might look like. And we don't really make decisions based on what we think is probably the best decision for ourselves. And so for the past six months, I've had this unsettledness in my spirit, this feeling that something needed to shift and change. And part of that was going to come from changing my surroundings and changing my location and really um, taking myself out and really taking myself out of that comfortable place that I have been in for so long. I absolutely have loved living in downtown Toronto. I love where I live. I love the community. I have amazing friends. And to be quite honest with you, I felt as though there was something that needed to shift in my life. And the only way that it was going to happen was to actually make a physical change. And that meant moving locations. So I spoke with my parents because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. We had a conversation and I decided that I wanted to move back in with my mom and my dad and they graciously said yes. And so in this next season, I'm going to be living with my parents in a small town. And it's something that is, you know, a little bit nerve wracking. It's, it's kind of exciting, um, but it's unknown to me and it's unknown in what will come next. And, and I wanted to share that with you because I want you to realize that sometimes taking those big risks in our lives requires getting uncomfortable and it requires taking action in ways that other people may not understand or it may not look as though you're headed in the direction you want to go. And a friend used this really great analogy with me when I was discussing my move with her and she said, it's like a bow and arrow. In order to move forward, sometimes we have to be pulled back. And what may seem like going in reverse is actually the tension of pulling back that arrow and that steady hand of focus and really, really allowing that arrow to be pulled back because as far as the arrow is pulled back, the further the arrow will go when it is released. And I really believe that for myself, that kind of felt like it was for me. It felt as though I am taking a step back in order to be catapulted forward. And so I want to encourage you today. We've talked a lot about making decisions and really sitting in that indecision fatigue and how sometimes that can feel so painful in our lives and how we can sit in indecision because we're afraid of getting uncomfortable. We're afraid of facing fear. We're afraid of what people will think about our decisions. And I just want to encourage you today that there is probably a decision that you might be sitting on right this very moment that if you took action, if you got a little bit uncomfortable, if you were able to kind of sit in that fear and realize what is that trigger point for you, as Stephanie mentioned, then you would be able to actually move forward and make a decision that would really propel you in the right direction. Friend, I want to say thank you for joining me today here on the Courage Cast. And I want to thank Stephanie for just lending her wisdom. And I'd love for you to connect with her. And all of her information is going to be located on the show notes, which is over at thecouragecast.com. 
And I'd love to connect with you over there as well. So make sure that you check us out on the Courage Cast as well as over on Instagram. I'm going to be posting all about my move up north. And so you can follow me at the dot Courage Cast. And I'm going to be sharing on my stories this week, my move. And so I'd love for you to kind of come along with me. So friends, until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.